I'm Enoch Fossum. And I'm Austin Ivey, and you're listening to the What About Therapy podcast. What about therapy? And welcome back to episode... Yeah, well, yeah, what about episode therapies? Uh, welcome back to episode <laughs> 74, right? That's what you said, 74? Yeah, 74. Yeah, we do this every time. It's 74. And uh, today we're talking about a fallacy. We're going back to English class. <laughs> no, just kidding. It's not English fallacies. It is it's a not, fallacy. It is a fallacy of sorts, um, but it's more of a it's more of a mental health fallacy. And for those who don't know what a fallacy is, um, I don't know what it is either. So I'm just going to search up the word I already fallacy. Googled it. Let's hear it. It's a mistaken belief, especially one based on unsound on an unsound argument. Yes, there we go. So it's usually in like argumentative fallacies, like red herrings and straw man fallacies when it comes to like arguments. But today we're talking about the arrival fallacy, which is, I mean, what was the definition again? It was um, a, mis- a mistaken belief. Mistaken belief. So it's we're, we're focusing more on that today and how it relates to our happiness and our level of meaning in our lives. But big news, I'm wearing glasses now, which is cool. So now this is gonna, you're gonna, if it sounds like it's a better podcast, it's because I'm wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, if I we can... were recording, you'd be able to see the beautiful man's face in his glasses. I feel like a nerd sometimes when I look in the, the camera of my You just computer. feel smarter, don't you? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I do. Sometimes I look and yeah. like, wow, I am smart. <laughs> I can see now. Oh, I can. I am smart. That's one thing that's like, wow, I can actually see up close now because mine's the whole, I can't see things up close very well and it gives me a headache when I strain too much on it. Yeah. So now I can read and it doesn't give me a headache and that's, that's a huge thing for me. So I can actually sit down and read something and like just looking at my phone right now at this article, which is from verywellmind.com that we're going to put in the show notes. Um, I can actually see it and everything that it is and it's beautiful. But, um, yeah, there's an ADHD tangent for you. We're talking about the arrival fallacy, which um, is a, a thing that I think we all deal with from time to time in our lives. I know that I do, I've dealt with it a ton. Oh, yeah. I have too. <clears throat> it can be applicable in a lot of different situations, different circumstances and contexts, but let's get right, in, right into it. So the article does, um, describes or defines the arrival fallacy as, um, I guess it poses it with a question first. It says, have you ever had the experience of working hard to achieve or reach a goal in life only to find that once you get the, get to the finish line, you're filled with depress and st- depress. You're filled with depression and stress rather than happiness. If so, you may be experiencing something called the arrival fallacy. So essentially what it is, excuse me, it is this idea or this mistaken belief that we will find happiness or fulfillment or joy. Typically happiness is the emotion we're searching. We'll find that when we get to the destination that we're looking for. Like for example, um, I could have this belief or this thought process in my mind that I will be happy as soon as I finish my master's program. Or, or I can't be happy with school until I'm done with my undergrad. Or I'll be happy as soon as my summer break is here. It's like, in a very simple way, it's basically putting conditions on your state of mind based off of your state in life and that your status in life will change as soon as something is introduced into it or you've achieved achieved a goal and that that is the fallacy because more often than not like the article just says you either become depressed at that point or you become like angry for a few different reasons but that's what the arrival fallacy is in its most basic sense is this idea that I'll be happy as soon as I get somewhere, as soon as I achieve this goal. And in reality, the opposite is typically true. It ain't going to happen. It ain't. 
Yeah. I experienced that a lot in my life, especially in the gym. Like I set these goals to, let's say, bench 225, right? That's mm-hmm. two plates for you people that don't know. <laughs> if you don't know, it's probably a sign you should be in the gym. Mm, yes. Sorry, I don't mean to shit on you. <laughs> <laughs> shit all over we you. We could all benefit more from the gym. Anyway, let's say you want to bench two plates, 225, and you do, and these are, these are like, this is an experience I had. Like, I bench 225. It's like, I'll be happy once I bench 225. What happens when I bench 225? I'm like, that was cool. That's awesome. I celebrate. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, hmm. All right, I'll be happy when I bench 245. Mm-hmm. You know? Instead of saying, okay, I hit 225. This is awesome. I'm happy. All right. Mm-hmm. And that happiness only lasts for, I don't know, maybe a day at most, a week. And then all of a sudden, you're chasing something else. Mm-hmm whether that be another goal or whatever's in, whatever it is in your life that you feel like you need in order to be happy. So I'm sure a lot of you are thinking of examples right now when that's been the case. So like if I'll be happy when I go to Disneyland, mm-hmm. you're happy at Disneyland, but then you leave Disneyland. And you're not happy. You're not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Disneyland brings temporary happiness. It's a perfect but example. But it's a good temporary happiness. It's a pretty good one, especially <laughs> those churros, Senior Buzz's churros on Paradise Pier. Well, it's Pixar Pier now, but it used to be Paradise Pier. Unfortunate. Um, but those those churros are better than any of the other ones at Disney because they put the little sprinkles on them. Yeah. I don't know if I've had the what flavor. There, it's just, literally it's called so it's 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 just churros. Just it's, a churro. It's in front of the Midway Mania, the Toy Story Midway okay. Mania, and it's called Senior Buzz's Churros. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, they're just the churros, but they just throw sprinkles on them. Yeah, it's the... <laughs> well, there's like a different flavor there, too. Yeah, you too. can get like... like the... It's a spicy one. Okay, yeah. yeah. it's like... I haven't got it We before. got that one last time, but I also oh. like the other one there. Like the, It's like purple, right? Yeah, yeah. Little purple. Yeah. yeah. It's better. I think it's just because it has more sugar on it. But, it's so good. <laughs> but it is better. Last time I was in Disneyland, I had... I had two of those, like, yeah. in the same day. Senior Buzz really gave me mm. a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point, though. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll be happy as soon as I get that churro. Like, then I'll be happy. But yeah. it's really just... Um, I've always thought of... Not always, but recently in my life, I, I think we talked about this in the last episode even, but happiness is no different than a drug. We go from high to high. We go from yeah. We go from hit to hit of happiness, moving through life, searching for our next hit of happiness. And it's a really um, exhausting way to live because everyone does it, honestly. We all live from happiness to happiness, looking from peak to peak of this thing that we call happiness. And um, the, the valleys in between are just miserable because like, oh, when am I going to be happy again? When yeah. am I going to be happy? And um, I don't know where I was going with that. I already lost my train of thought. But um, I think that's what makes the arrival fallacy so powerful or so um, influential in people's lives mm-hmm. is that um, happiness is a, it's a strong drug that many people have a hard time detoxing from. Not, not that you need to detox from happiness, but it shouldn't be the primary positive emotion that drives you in your life because it's it's bound to fail you often. I thought something we were going to get into later, but yeah, um, that's what plagues the arrival fallacy is this idea that we need to be happy and we need to find things and set goals so we can feel that happiness. Yeah. I mean, the article talks about this too, how our generation now is just getting bombarded by the idea that the only time you're going to be happy is if you achieve a lot mm-hmm. and you make a lot of money. Exactly. Like that's yeah. the only time you're going to be happy in your life. And if you're not there yet, if you're not making a lot of money or you haven't achieved a lot in your life, then you need to keep on grinding, put your head down and go to work. Hustle keep grinding. Culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hustle culture. That's what it's all about. It's about 
reaching, going from peak to peak, and then putting your head down and grinding mm-hmm. until that you reach that next peak. Yep. And I guess their hope of the the grind mindset is eventually they'll just be at peak happiness. The peak of the peak. And they don't have to experience any lows anymore to grind and put their head down and work. And I, and I think that's a lot to do with like being so goal oriented and like objective oriented. And this has a lot to do with like growth mindset versus the fixed mindset. Um, Fixed mindset is perfectly tied into this fallacy of like the arrival fallacy because people who often have a fixed mindset put a lot more value on outcomes rather than putting value on journeys. And so um, in growth mindset, people or growth mindset individuals will put more emphasis on journey rather than outcome. And they tend to be more, or I guess less anxious, less depressed people with growth mindsets for a lot of different reasons. That's one of them is that, um, people who with this arrival fallacy, this fixed mindset, they see their goal, but they can't see anything behind it mm-hmm. or in front of it. Yeah. It's like these blinders go on where it's like a pinpoint, like it's say you have like a blindfold on and there's like a pinpoint in the middle of that blindfold where you can focus on only a single point and that single point is the goal benching 225, a master's yeah. degree, this promotion, this thing, that thing, this relationship, this marriage, whatever it is. And you don't see anything before it or anything after it. You just see that thing. And I think that lack of presence, and that, that's something the article talks about, and that lack of um, foresight and whatever foresight, like foresight is seeing beyond whatever seeing beforehand, whatever seeing hindsight. Before. Hindsight maybe. So foresight like and hindsight, the, the lack of those, I guess, okay. creates a lot of... Um, stress because yeah. you're just focusing on that one point and just blazing through everything in front of it and ignoring everything after it. Yeah. I think a big danger too of the arrival fallacy is what happens if you never arrive there? Mm-hmm. You know, what happens if, let's say, I don't know, let's say my goal is to have $2 million by the end of 2023. What if I don't get there? Then really you're going to experience lows of the lows yeah right for a longer period of time until you eventually distract yourself and find another thing to go towards with your arrival fallacy and so it can be really dangerous in both ways like if you get there and if you don't to where (laughs) that was the chair (laughs) if you even heard that (laughs) probably didn't even hear that but that was the chair it made a funny squeak (laughs) noise anyway that's what it sounded like uh I gotta stop leaning back. Keep sitting in the chair. I always move my butt around in the chair, and it moves like yeah, it, it makes a squeaky noise. A ton. Anyway, like if you don't get there, then it can cause some real harm because mm-hmm. you can think to yourself, "I'm not good enough because I I never arrived." That's the all, and also another problem with this hustle mindset is if what do you what if you don't achieve what you set out to do and you've been quote unquote grinding for mm-hmm. the past couple years and you still haven't really gone anywhere yeah. in your life you're still just you haven't reached the destination yet so what is this right why am i doing this yeah and so that can be the danger of the arrival fallacy too is sure you can experience the highs of the highs once you get there mm-hmm. but if you don't you'll also experience the lows of the lows mm-hmm. and it can be really hard to recover from that yeah so. And a lot, like a lot of ways, because I mean, that same vein. Um, that's I think that's the beauty of acceptance and commitment therapy. <laughs> I say that every single time, but here it is. Um, it's, I mean, in its basic form, acceptance and commitment therapy teaches you how to be comfortable comfortable with the fact that you'll maybe never achieve your goals. Yeah. Because 
you're not focused on the goal, you're focused on your values. Because values can be lived in any way. Goals need to be specific. It's a checkbox. And, and they need to be. I think goals are important. Like a in a company, if you have a profit goal, like you can't have a profit value in a company. <laughs> that just doesn't work that way. Right. Like you need to have goals. Yeah. Like me and Enoch, we work with um, dental practices, right? And they need to have production goals so they can keep their doors open. And they can't just be like, all right, we have a value of production. We have a value <laughs> of collections. Right. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. When it comes to certain things in your life, like with a budget, maybe financial things, um, schooling, there needs to be goals. There needs to be check boxes. But I think for the more nuanced, like happiness and like fulfillment, that cannot be a checkbox approach. Because like you said, what if you never check that box? What if you never actually get to check it off? Like I accomplished this. You need to be comfortable and be satisfied with the journey leading to that checkbox. Mm -hmm. The the pencil going towards the box, you know, like <laughs> you need to be able to find fulfillment, happiness and growth in the journey towards the goal. And the goal would just be like the cherry on top. And if you don't get the cherry, you still enjoy the dessert, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what, well, I know that's what acceptance and commitment therapy teaches at its core is that if this thing never happens, I will be totally okay with that because I've accepted my situation. I've accepted my values and who I am. And I still have a lot more to live for beyond just this one goal that I have. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the history of the arrival fallacy. What's cool, what's cool is that actually, I, I didn't know this until today, actually. The phrase, the arrival fallacy, was actually coined by Tal Ben-Shahar. We've talked about him at least twice on the episode so far. And so he has a PhD from Harvard, and he is one of the, the main, I don't know, pioneers in searching for, like, why we chase happiness. Mm -hmm. He's like a, a happiness scientist, you yeah. could say, kind of. Yeah. Um, but it says here in the article, Ben Shahar says that often people who experience the arrival fallacy start off unhappy and reach for a goal that is supposed to cure their sadness. When they find that success doesn't fix their unhappiness, not only are they disappointed, but may end up feeling hopeless and depressed. Often the arrival fallacy only makes unhappiness and mental states worse. So there you go. I mean, that's literally, literally what we were just saying. Yeah. And he also puts it um, points out something very important here too how when you get to the top like let's say you're a sales bro you're making all these sales in the summer you're like when i make this many these many sales i'll be happy you make you hit your goal in sales and you're not happy you're like well what the heck you just want more at that point. you just want more and then you experience more sadness because your goal didn't make you happy and so you just keep on chasing this goal that's never going to make you happy in that at that point your your focus needs to go from outcomes to journeys if if you having a goal of being the top in sales is not bad at all you know i think that's a very worthwhile goal it, it drives or just goals in general they just they drive improvement having a good smart goal the smart goals there they help with accountability and they help with tracking your progress as a person but that can't be your focus because like Anik was just saying, let's say you do hit it more than likely or not, you're going to be unsatisfied with yourself because you want something greater or it still somehow wasn't enough for you because you realized, okay, that goal was too easy. I should have made it harder for myself. There's going to be a million different reasons you give yourself as to why that goal wasn't enough. Or if you fail, it's just going to feel like crap anyways. Yeah. And so your focus needs to shift from, from outcomes to the journey towards that outcome and finding meaning in that journey and what you learn from the journey itself. 
Yeah. So when you look at factors that bring people happiness, so factors like having meaningful relationships and learning how to focus on the positive, those things have been able to actually bring this feeling of happiness that we're looking for. But things that didn't quite make the cut in that list of things that bring happiness are focusing on external things. So things like money, climbing your climbing the climbing the climbing ladder, climbing the career ladder. So getting promoted and all that fun stuff, and focusing on things like your 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 social status, social status, focusing on those types of things don't bring happiness. And so you can see that people that do struggle with the arrival fallacy, they're focusing on those very things, those external things like money or status. And those things are just proven not to bring this feeling of happiness that we're all after. Yeah, exactly. And um, <clears throat> I love this, this this section of the article, and I wanted to read this when I, when I read this article um, when Enoch sent it to me earlier today, but it says that, um, society has ingrained us in this notion that happiness is the, is very much tied to reaching goals and becoming noteworthy to others. This notion is, is widespread. For example, 2014 research out of our <laughs> research out of Harvard found that children of today are still being fed the idea that achievement and personal success are the keys to happiness. And that's, I mean, 2014, that was almost 10 years ago, but that, that was children in 2014. Those are the adults of right now, right? That's 10 years mm-hmm. ago. If they were, if this was done when they were 12, they're now um, 22, right? And so this is showing that people have been raised in this idea that happiness is tied to achievement. And so that has to start now. We need to change that mindset now with adults and children that achievement does not equal success. Achievement is correlated with success very often because with money and with money comes opportunities and with achievement comes opportunities and opportunities lead to other things and it's a lot of variables that tie together that typically move towards happiness yeah but achievement is not causal in the feeling of, right. of achievement is not causal in the feeling of happiness and so the article then goes on to talk about how do we overcome this idea of of the arrival fallacy what can we do about that and there's some really good examples of what they they give us the first one um, is focus on the process we've already talked about that but I did just want to like touch on it for a second here just because it is so important. There's a reason it's the number one suggestion. The article says when we are aiming to reach our particular goal, we are usually hyper-focused on that goal and the happiness we expect it will give us. But focusing on the process more than the end goal might be the key to happiness. Research published at Harvard Business Review (laughs) found that when it comes to work, small wins bring people happiness more than anything else. When an employee feels as though they have achieved something on a daily basis, even if it doesn't involve reaching a goal, they are more likely to feel motivated and content. According to the research, supporting a person's progress involves providing enough time and support, making sure goals are clear, and recognizing each small achievement along the way. So that kind of puts in a clear picture how you can still keep your goals of like benching 225, Mm -hmm. but not giving it too much of like, don't overemphasize it, right? It's not everything that that goal is made up of a million other small goals, yeah. which include getting your shorts on to go to the gym. Yeah, And that's, that's something we've talked about before, I think, on the podcast, that one thing is not greater than the other when it comes to achieving things. So like how getting out of bed is no more important than paying your rent. Like achieving things or is achieving things. And you mm-hmm. can't put value on different activities because 
what you do with your life, everything is so important. Without doing one thing, you can't do the next. So everything has the same value in your life, more or less. Yeah. Um, because they all achieve or they all um, sum up who you are as a person. So you need to make sure that you are present enough and mindful enough to be able to see your progress along the way and see those small successes like it talks about to be able to be like, okay, yeah, I really am achieving something more than just this one big goal. Yeah. And I would even say when you focus on the process, you're much more likely to achieve more with your life than if you focus on the end result. Yeah. Because when you focus on the process, you you start to really enjoy the process and you you enjoy the journey. I know it's as cliche as everyone hates the word journey. I don't know why, but I think it's great. Because of the band? Journey? I guess. I don't know. Don't stop believing. <laughs> <laughs> but you're all on, we're all on this journey, whether you like that word or not. Mm-hmm. And you're much more likely to enjoy the entire process of your day-to-day when you focus on the process rather than solely working towards the outcome. The outcome will take care of itself. Just focus on the moment, the process, learn to enjoy it, learn to be present, be mindful, and from there, you'll be much more likely to achieve a lot more in your life than if you focused on high point to high point, because Mm -hmm. that's exhausting to solely focus on, okay, I bench 225, now let me bench 245. And that process in between is just miserable because all I'm focusing is 245 and I can't bench that right now. And so I'm getting there. And so you're just sad, angry, bitter. And when you learn to enjoy the process, like, okay, I went to the gym today. I benched 225 for two. Mm-hmm. Pretty awesome. Yeah. You know, and learning to actually enjoy that process. And I, I think I love analogies and I love like visuals with this and yeah. like the visual that I had when you were talking about that is that like the high point to high point um, versus like trusting the process or going through the process, the high point to high point, imagine yourself trying to get from point A to point B, like your home to your job, mm-hmm. um, going from high to high or this arrival fallacy would be the equivalent of you hopping from building to building. Like let's say you lived in New York and you're jumping from building to building like Spider-Man and you're just running and jumping parkour style, yelling parkour. And yeah, it can be exciting and it can be um, um, kind of adrenaline inducing almost. Like that's where the analogy kind of fades, but it's exciting to do so, but it's exhausting because you have to jump from building to building. And then the process equivalent would just be taking the sidewalk. And along the way on that sidewalk journey to your job that's a couple miles away, yeah, it might take longer. It might be full of things like garbage in the streets or a homeless man sleeping with his, um, dog. With, his with his dog and his trash everywhere. And But it also could be filled with flowers and trees and walking past the bakery with the beautiful smells that are there or just simply just enjoying the fact that you're walking because you have the legs to do so. Or, yeah. Right? And I guess I'm trying to paint here that one is full of... Ex- like excitement and it's a lot more dramatic because you're jumping from building to building and it may be a little bit more um, dopamine inducing. Yeah. And the other one is way more middle ground, way more basic, but it's sustainable. I think that's the big point that needs to be addressed is that going from, like you said, it, it's, it's anxiety inducing. It's stressful to go from high point to high point because you are jumping from building to building figuratively. Yeah. I think most people figuratively can handle taking the sidewalk to work. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Uh, the next one here is being present. I mean, we literally just oh, yeah. about that. It's kind of, the, <laughs> kind of the same thing. Yeah. 
But I mean, they quote a, a study here saying in 2021, actually, so really recent, where people who experience more mindfulness on a day-to-day basis, they feel a greater sense of purpose. Why? That's because they're being mindful in their process, in the journey. And so they feel like they have more meaning in their life because they're putting more effort into like maybe walking down the street, helping the homeless man, mm-hmm. you know, or having these yeah. other opportunities to help other people along the way rather than head down and grind rather head up and enjoy the process and mm-hmm. look around for those that may need your help along the way. Yeah. And I, I really like that analogy because as you trust the process, trust the process, <laughs> that sounds like a hustle culture now, as you um, go through that process rather than focus on the outcome, you realize there's a lot more to life than just your goal. And that there's a lot more life to be lived. So I think that's really important. Um, the next one is take stock of things that are proven to, to bring people happiness. And the article just says that the first one says that from research, we know that people who are the most happy are able to let go of small annoyances. And they're able to let go of the inconveniences and inconveniences in their life that, that build up and add up to big annoyances, right? And so that the first thing you're going to want to be able to do to um, avoid this rival fallacy is to find ways to handle and deal with those small annoyances and small inconveniences. <clears throat> and then the second, because those are your, your journey along the, p- the path, the sidewalk is going to be full of small annoyances. And you're going to have to be able to come, com- become comfortable with that. And then the second one is that people that are happy tend to have more warm connections with other people. And that, that brings them more happiness in their life more naturally as well. And then on the opposite side of that is, being able to let go of toxic figures in your life, maybe toxic relationships or just people who tend to be complainy, whiny, because that just, that spreads. doesn't mean you have to not be friends with them, but just to try to limit the effect that they have on your life. Yeah. Last two here is keep your gratitude journal. We've talked about gratitude a whole lot. Mm -hmm. When you focus on what you already have, then why focus on things you don't have, Mm -hmm. which is what the arrival fallacy is. It's on, it's about focusing on things that you have yet to have and so when you appreciate the things that you already have, it kind of gets rid of that arrival fallacy and helps you really enjoy the process a lot more because you realize, oh, okay, I actually have a lot more than I thought I did. And my life is already pretty darn awesome with how it is. Yeah. And the last one here is consider therapy. Hmm. So if this is something that you really do struggle with, then reach out, seek help through a professional mm-hmm. and they'll be able to help you break out of this cycle because that's what it really is. And a lot of this can be a learned thing. You could have learned these from the rival fallacy from your parents to where they only showed appreciation for you when you achieved big things, mm-hmm. right? It's so like when you won your football game, your parents would praise you. And when you lost, they would maybe point out all the things you did wrong and tell you you're a bad player. I know that that's extreme, but it happens a lot. Yeah, in smaller ways, yeah, absolutely. Right, in smaller ways. And so that can be something that can be driving you to the survival fallacy to where you came up with this belief where you'll only be appreciated by other people and therefore be happy when you achieve something big. And so it's probably not your fault that you're stuck in this negative feedback loop or mm-hmm. positive feedback loop. This one of probably be negative. One yeah. of the loops... <laughs> Um, and so again, be patient with yourself, have some grace and seeking therapy is a great option to be able to Mm. have someone help you see 
where you're kind of falling short in those ways and help you get out of that. Yeah. I've, I've had two sessions with my therapist since I've started. And, um, I mean, being a therapist student, it's weird going because of like the conversations, it's like, I kind of know what she's doing, like with what she's trying to say and stuff like yeah. that. But even despite that, I've learned so much about like myself and like my negative thought processes because my wife is really good at like helping me like overcome my just negative thought processes and like point out like, Hey, you're being mean to yourself. You need to stop that. Like give yourself some grace. But what I found with this therapist is that that third party completely biased. I have only talked to her for two hours combined. It's so refreshing because you're just getting this like authentic experience with this person who is literally paid to give you that experience and yeah. be that biased opinion. That's like, okay, you're doing this wrong or like you really need to, it's, I guess that they're easy to trust because you know that they're not, doing it just because they like you or because they're married to you. They're saying this because you really need to hear it. And I I think that for me, at least that's been beneficial. So if if you find yourself struggling and like you're in a loop, especially with this arrival fallacy where you just find yourself going from high to high, trying to figure something out and you just find yourself struggling with your outcomes and your achievements and your goals. And you just feel like you, you can never truly find happiness. I would highly recommend seeing a therapist because that's something that we've already talked about me and my therapist. And I've already found some help with that. And, um, despite what you're feeling and who you are, where you're at in your life, I can promise you, you won't regret going to therapy. Like that is the, what about therapy guarantee? You won't regret going. <laughs> you yeah. might not get the, the, the experience that other people get, but I can promise you won't regret going. Yeah. What about therapy verified? Yeah. We've got the blue check mark. <laughs> the verified Twitter <laughs> check mark. Yeah. Okay. Well, we hope you learned something new. Thanks so much for listening. As always, you're the OG if you made it this far. I don't know how long this episode is going to be, maybe close to 30 minutes probably yeah i don't know what those numbers mean but anyway 890 beats yeah or bars <laughs> yeah. We, we dropped some bars in this episode 890 of them yeah we did okay anyway we'll talk to you next week see you guys what about what about therapy what about what about therapy what about what about therapy yeah what about what about therapy what about what about therapy what about, what about therapy, yeah? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy, yeah?